So now what better way to kick off the new season or autumn season here in Sports Taskamogi than with an All-Ireland champion and I'm delighted to be joined by Molly Lynch from the Sarsfields Club in Cork who won the Martin Donnelly All-Ireland Camogie Puck Fada on Saturday and first Molly thanks a million for joining us and congratulations on your success. Thanks very much Darren thanks for having me too. And Molly, if you don't mind, I'll, st- I'll kick off because we finished off the season with Galway beating Cork in the North Ireland Finals. So probably a small little measure of revenge maybe to beat two Galway players for the title. It was good to win. Um, it didn't really pay much attention that we were from Galway. It was just nice to get the win anyway. Um, it was brilliant just after a few weeks ago, so it was nice to get a win as well. It was a real battle all the way through. Like you edged past Sarah Healy and Katrina Daly and Roshi McCormick as well, who had great success in Crow Park a couple of weeks too. And there was a couple of others, including Anya Slattery in the mix as well. This was a very competitive competition from start to finish. Yeah, it was. I remember looking at the draw when it came out and I was worried when you see such big names like both Sarah and Anya are all-stars. So um, I was worried going up, but I just kind of focused on keeping every shot consistent and trying not to make any mistakes. And thank God it worked out in the end, really. I'm not going to ask you were you confident about your chances but no doubt you would have felt if you performed you had a chance because you, you've been gradually moving up the puck father ladder if that's fair to say in the last couple of years Yeah I was just focusing on not making any mistakes just focusing on the ball just really that um, I was there a few years ago and I remember I think I was 31 pucks around that so I was kind of hoping to get that down a small bit um, so that was kind of my goal maybe to just get in under the 31 so I was very happy. I had 28 this time, so that was a really big plus as well, just to beat the 31 from a few years ago. We were talking off air about the competition not taking place last year, and of course you'd won a Munster title last year, and your sister, Kleena, if I'm pronouncing her name right, also had success as well. Is it something you practice at home? It kind of is. Like I do a lot of it in training just with pockets because I am a goalie, so um, you would practice pockets in training, but I think it's more technique than practice sometimes. Um, just relaxing into a strike instead of trying to beat the leather off the ball. So um, I would practice just keeping composed because like when you start to get under pressure, there is a habit of maybe tensing, maybe miss hitting the ball. So just keeping like relaxed and keeping to a routine. So I would practice it just for puck outs and stuff like that because they are so important the way the game has gone now. So that's how I would practice it. And then just when I practice that, maybe go for distance every now and then just to add to the puck fada element of it. I was saying to you all fair as well, it's an event I really want to get to and I intend to do that over the next couple of years whether through sports days or myself because I was following the competition on Saturday and it was such a tight battle because we've mentioned a few players already but of course there was six or seven of you always in the mix as well. As you mentioned there, every every puck had to be fully focused. Yeah, it did. It was really close in the end. Um, on when you get to the end line, they measure like the distance the ball goes over the end line, so they use that when it comes to a draw. So like it was really important just for the last strike to be like good enough for me because there's a lot of people watching at the end, so you are under pressure. So I was lucky; I just had 18 meters over the end line, and Sarah had two, so it came down to 16 meters in the end, which is really close. So I was delighted to be on the right side of it anyway. The only comparison I can use, uh, Molly, is like looking at golf as well with the long range because, as you mentioned there, you won on 28 pucks and 18 metres to Sarah's 28 pucks and 2 metres. There's only 16 in it, but like when you hit your final puck, for example, I'm not too sure if you went before or after Sarah with yours, but do you have an idea where you stand or you're, you're kind of waiting and wondering? Um, you've no idea, really. Um, we were the last two, myself and Katrina, so they were actually, they ended up going miles ahead of us, the girls in front, because we were just waiting at the ravine for the men's competition to come over just to clear the way. So I had no idea coming over. 
Um, I don't think anyone really has an idea till the end because um, anything can change on the way back. The wind was to our backs, a small bit on the way back. So a lot changed from the turning point to the end. So you've no idea really until they put it up on the board. So Telus didn't win the board and I've seen a picture of the board since. Was that like the first time you knew for certain that you were the All-Ireland Senior Book Father Champion? Yeah, it was. It was actually my younger sister ran over to me. I didn't see it go up. So she was jumping around my sister. So um, I was nervous when I saw 28, the two 28s went up first and then the metres. So I was delighted, relieved really that um, I made a bit of a mistake coming up to the ravine. So I'm glad that didn't cost me on the way out. So I was delighted that it worked out in the end. Now, it was a fantastic result as well. And of course, your first senior title too. But of course, you were on the 16 champion in 2017 as well. That's why I was saying, Iran, you'd be moving up the ladder as well. And those experiences you've touched on already, trying to get your score down, stood, stood to you. Yeah, it did. The under-16 really stood to me because um, you just know how it works. You know how everything's going to go when you go up the mountain, just how there's a parade and a run of Ian beforehand. So you just know what to expect going into that. So it was, it really did stand to me. And you knew the course and you knew how it worked. Um, if you kind of keep up towards the left-hand side of the stones, it's a bit drier. So you would have to know that, you know, it could get a bit foggy if you go to the right-hand side of the stone. So that really did stand to me, just knowing how the course worked and the best possible route to take. No doubt there was a great atmosphere leading into the competition because it'd been called off last year and 2019 feels so long ago since any activity took place as well. So there must have been a real buzz of excitement, not just for yourself, but for all the competitors in both the Hurling and Camogie. Yeah, there was. And actually the men's competition had to use our course um, just due to fog. The weather just wasn't great in the morning. So when we were hitting off, we went off first. There was a really like, great buzz around the place because all the men and their supporters came down to watch us. So that was what was really different to the under-16. When we were taking off in the under-16, it was just the senior camogie, us and probably our parents. So it was really nice to have everyone who was up there just watching us take off. So it did make it really special. It just felt like everyone was equal up there. It just showed how important both competitions were. So it was really nice to have all the support when we were taking off. And it's only right as well. And great to see that too. I could never understand why the courses would be different anyway, because at the end of the day, there's great athletes competing in both uh, codes as well. And that's rightfully deserved. You mentioned like parents up there, your sister as well. Was there many supporters up in Cork? And there was my dad and my sister came up with me, but there was loads of people around who had Cork connections. Um, My dad was going around in a Cork top, like a proud Cork man. So loads of people stopped him just saying, oh, you came up this far for it. So people did note how far we travelled and a lot of people had Cork connections. There was a man from Louth who was born in Cork, so he was chatting away to us. So people were really nice up there. Everyone paid like nice attention that you did travel up from Cork. So there was a great buzz and everyone was supporting everyone. So it was really nice. And it is like, especially for supporters and probably even for participants as well, it's probably a more intimate connection because, um, like, you know, you get a chance to really intermingle. I know you can when you're watching matches and all that, but there's so much passion going at the time. But there's a chance, as you mentioned there, that gentleman from Loud to be able to have a chat as well and, and you know, get a bit of banter going as well as support. Yeah, it is really nice. Just as you're walking from, like, there's about a five minute gap between every strike and there be different people just walking along, just just talking away to you and you'll be talking back to them. So it is really nice. It is probably different to like a normal camogie match setup where you wouldn't get to talk to people around, but it's really social. I think it's, you get to know different people, like even the different competitors like Sarah and Roisin, we got to know them afterwards. We were talking away. So it's really nice. It is really social and you just get to know different people from different counties that you mightn't usually talk to on match day just because you're in different squads and all different dressing rooms. So it's something different and it is really nice just to get to know different people.
And even there, as you mentioned, Sarah and Roisin too. And of course, you were with Katrina in the course. Uh, Katrina, like the defending champion coming in and Sarah and Roisin having the success in Crow Park. No doubt they were among the first to congratulate you. Yeah, they were. Both of them came over. It was really nice because everyone congratulated each other. There was no like giving out to each other or anything. It was really nice. It is. Everyone kind of just supports everyone and talking away to each other during the course and people help each other out because it is kind of difficult. You're trying to plan each shot. Like, will you... Like kind of make one shorter to get over the ravine or just go for it and maybe risk going into it. So everyone does help each other out and it's just a really nice atmosphere. Just It's really sporting, so it's lovely. And how long, roughly, Molly, does the competition take? Because like 28 bucks, it's not as though you're just hitting them with instinct like you would in a match too. You're taking your time, your size, and obviously you have to move from one one part to, uh, to another of the mountain before you're taking your shot as well. So I'd imagine this is something that lasts a good hour and a half too or maybe am I being too short there? Yeah, I think it was around the two hour mark. It is, I think it's two and a half K out and two and a half K back. So it is a 5K course. So it, it does take a while um, and you are concentrated for two hours. So I had a headache afterwards just from thinking. So um, it does, it does take a bit out of you, right? There's a bit of walking, a bit of climbing. So, but it would be long. It would be around the two hour mark, maybe even longer. Um, just with everything, because you're waiting for different people. You get a bit of a break at the turning point just to get something small to eat and take a small break. So it would it take an hour, a good bit, all right, like. You definitely would need that break as well. Like I play a bit of chess, which would be nothing physically compared to what you were doing as well. But I know what you mean about the headache too when you're concentrating for such a long period. Saturday night, did you, did you stay up there? Did you get a chance to celebrate? I know we're living in a different world now. Or did you head home? I headed home um, just because it was a bit of a spin home. It was four hours home. So I came home, my mum and sister were here. So we had a nice dinner and we just enjoyed it. So it was lovely. And it's great to be able to soak it up for the weekend too. Before I let you go, Molly, too, of course, it doesn't know a stop. We talked about Camogie earlier on. We're talking about Puck Fodder now and um, Ch- Club Championship is up and running and I believe that you're out in action again this coming Saturday. Yeah, we're out in action. We're playing Ballygarvin. I think it's around four or around three. So um, hopefully now we'll be on the right side of that as well this Saturday. So it's looking forward to it. It's nice to have the Club Championship back, just back playing matches and back to normal. So it is really nice. And is like that game against Ballygarvin on Saturday for Sarsfield, is that a knockout match at this stage there now? Is it round robin? What way is the format going at the moment in Cork? It's knockout now. We had a preliminary round and I think there was a back door if we lost that. So we beat Milford in the preliminary round and then we beat Newstonstown in the round two. So now it's knockout from here on. I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly. Our focus over the next few months will be on the county and club championships uh, moving on to provincial and national as well. And in Derry on Saturday, Slot Neil were crowned champions for the seventh consecutive season, beating Banlas Green by 114 to three points. And I'm delighted to be joined by Slot Neil's joint captain, Shannon Graham. And Shannon, first, congratulations on a good performance and a good victory for Slot Neil. Uh, thanks very much for having me on here. Um Unfortunately, Jolene Bradley couldn't join us today as well. Um, as I say, we are we're both joint captains, but um, very proud day on Saturday to um, win our seventh uh, county ch- championship final um, against uh, a strong uh, Balmas Green side. Um, so it's unbelievable, especially this year with the change in management team. It's the first time we've changed our management in six years. So um, it's been a, a funny season, a few ups and downs with injuries and things like that too. But we had had every confidence in ourselves going into the game and managed to come away with the win. 
the rumour mill coming out, and I'm talking the outside looking in, is that people in Derry were daring to suggest that your time was coming to an end. Swatra did push you close last year, admittedly. He went to a replay and battle the screen looked good against him. Was that in the back of your minds coming into this match? Because you showed exactly you're still the team to beat. Yeah, it's funny that there's quite a few rumours circulating this year and a few times I'd heard that uh, Slough Neil were done and we were finished. And it can be quite frustrating to hear that, but um, it nearly puts more fire in your belly. Uh, Last year, um, the season was a bit strange, I think, with coming off from the previous All-Ireland final and getting beat by a point uh, and then the COVID situation. Things were a wee bit strange. between training sessions and everything else. And I don't think, I think we were a bit flatter last year. Um, SWAT were a, a great team last year. They played amazing in, in the final and uh, the first final where we, where we went to a draw. And I think it was that was their opportunity to take it from us. But we we proved ourselves as well, right down to the very last blow of the game. You know, Carla McEldowney scored a, a goal in the last the last minute of the first final. And it's something we've managed to show time and time again, um, and especially in big finals, even the first you know, the first year we, we ever won Ulster, um, it took Mary Kelly to score a, a goal in the closing minutes um, of the Ulster final to for us to then finally go through for our first All-Ireland campaign. Um, but I suppose there's an unwavering sense of belief and faith in each other as a team. We never really kind of panic. We never give up. You know, it, would t- it takes a weak team to kind of, if a team goes ahead, just to let the heads drop and, you know, let the game go away. But our girls just seem to fight tooth and nail to the very end. And I think it's how we've managed to establish ourselves as some, such a prominent team. And I've seen many examples of it myself over the last couple of years. You touched on those All-Ireland successes as well. Just talking about 2020 before we go to Saturday's match, of course, you mentioned that losing to a late goal against Sarsfields didn't you have the long break. If anything, if any team didn't need a lockdown at the time, it was Slotnail. So was that difficult to kind of get things up and going? You mentioned about being flatter last year too. And was that the struggle just to get yourselves up to speed? On a personal level, I think um, not only like being physically exhausted after four campaigns in a row, you kind of have that uh, emotional um, baggage um, coming out from a match like that, especially getting beat by a point. Um, so that was difficult. Uh, I found uh, on a personal level, coming back to the Camogie kind of after that defeat uh, was very hard. So I think a lot of our players were in the same boat because there has been quite a few of us involved in this, you know, the team um, through those four campaigns. And when you're training over the winter and, you know, you're turning up to training on Boxing Day and then you have that high and then you have such a low after, it's tough to turn it around. But eventually then, the, as I say, the energy and everything came back into the squad and, you know, you just, there's such a friendship and such a bond that, you know, you're looking at the players that you've played alongside and, you know, you've shared those ups and you've shared those downs and you don't want to give up. You want to go again. And I think that that's um, featuring highly now this year. You know, we have the likes of, we have had a few girls leave the panel. You know, Trez Mellon took a break um, after that All-Ireland as well and she didn't play for the full year. And then with Claire McGrath, you know, she she had actually hung up the boots this year and a couple of months in, she turned up back at training again. That just puts a smile on your face, you know, that... The girls are still, they still have that determination and, and the will to win. And the girls were so disappointed that year that we got beat that I just think they want to get back there again. It, it's always an encouraging time when you see people coming back. And I'll ask you more about them in a moment. You mentioned Mickey McCullough there. He's come in new management this year too. What has he brought to the slot Neil team? Unfortunately, that was a very um, short-lived <laughs> experience. Uh, 
Mickey McCulloch joined us. Uh, he actually put, him, put himself forward to take our team. Uh, you know, he's a, a very experienced manager and coach, and I played under him previous in previous years. Um, unfortunately, uh, he then decided after a few weeks that it wasn't for him. Um, so we were left in the lurch, actually. Um, I don't know if, if you're aware of that, but we only had him as manager for a number of weeks. Um, him and Rona McWilliams came in and they did a bit with us but it didn't suit them and they decided then to leave. So we were left then for a number of weeks with nobody. And thankfully we had people from the club come in and help us and assist us. So Siobhan McKaig, previous player, um, fantastic player, uh, and our captain the year uh, of the last All-Ireland, she came in and was helping with coaching, uh, Mark Lowry. And there more recently, um, my uncle, and um, Aoife's uncle, Mark Cassidy, who would have been the, the brother of Thomas, who took us previously, has been in helping. Um, and it's just been great. We've got Barney and Washington. So we're really just club men. And, and then, as I say, Siobhan McKay. And it's just been that wee bit more personal, actually, um, having people from the club coming in and uh, helping us through kind of a difficult, a difficult situation. It's great to see that in the club. And apologies, normally my research is A1 in this. I wasn't aware of that. So thanks for sharing that. But also thanks for telling us about Mark and Javon Jiv- and, and all them coming in too. Because it's obviously working. You've, there's that bit of a groove this year. And if we go to the game on Saturday now against Ball on the Screen, he soaked it up for the first 20 minutes. You know, he showed your experience before finally um, making the count on the scoreboard. Yeah, the first kind of, you always know it's going to be a hard-hitting game. You know, the ball the screen guards are very talented um, and they're they're very physical, they're strong and they're fit. And uh, you always know the first 10 minutes is, are going to be a battle. Um, I think in the first 15 minutes with the water break, the score was only something like three points to one. And um, we 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 were taking our time to get settled. We, would all, we sometimes are a bit nervous in the first couple of minutes or the first 10 or 15 minutes or so of big finals and uh, well on the screen we're playing two sweepers as well so they were playing very defensive but then I think as we come into the second quarter we settled down a wee bit and started to get the scores on the board um, Trez Melm got the goal and followed the ball in got a great tag on the keeper and struck the ball along the ground into the net and then the next thing the forwards were just they were more comfortable and the, the scores were going over thankfully um, but as I say it ended up a relatively low score in game for screen. I think only got three points in the board. And I think that had a bit to do with their, they were very defensive. You know, they set up their two, their two sweepers as defenders. And I think they were going to, they weren't going to have much opportunity to score when they were playing like that. They kind of played like they were trying to stop you scoring and probably prove counterproductive too because in the likes of Josie McMullen cleaning the winning for yourselves you had those players to deal with with their long balls into attack and it was only a matter of a breakthrough coming and of course talking with Trace Mellon after being away coming back in she does exactly what I remember seeing her do playing for Slotnil before getting one three in the match getting the crucial goal and it was just mainly Shannon about keeping the scoreboard ticking. Yeah, it was just about keeping that scoreboard ticking over. And I think like we were very comfortable with them playing the, the extra sweepers and we just worked around it. We had actually prepared for that in training. And I think we were trying to use a wee bit more intelligence in how we were playing the ball and where we were playing the ball too. I think Josie and Cleana ended up, you know, roaming pretty free. Cleana initially, I think, was very uncomfortable. You know, was a defender having to go so far up the pitch, but she ended up getting a score on the board and everything. And uh, then the likes of Trez, you know, She's an unbelievable player. She just needed the wee break last year. And 
we were all very supportive supportive of her and taking that break. She's a fast, she's a speed merchant, like, and I think against Lavi in the semi final, she scored three five. So we knew that the screen would have a tight eye on her, and she still managed to come up with the goods and scored one three. And I think you know going forward this season, she'll be a forward to to watch in our team. And then her cousin there, Sinead's just as dangerous as well. Sinead's our other. Um, wing half forward and Sinead managed to get a few points on the board too and she would be she'd be a playmaker as well Sinead's very good at you know receiving the ball and giving the right pass at the right time she's a very intelligent player but they're both speedy the Melons have good genes they, they certainly do as well and even Sinead too she got a couple of points that day and we've seen her do it as well and you put the province and the country possibly on those about Trace um, before I, I just talk briefly about Ulster Shannon um Look, it's always unfair to ask a question about comparing county title victories, but where, especially I suppose everything that went on in the background too, how satisfying a win was this? Because the performance was good, the margin was good, and again, you, you had that fire in the belly to get the job done. Yeah, this year it was quite exceptional. You know, I think the girls were all very aware going into the match that there had been a lot of talk about us as a team and that there was a lot of doubters. And, you know, with having those upsets, with the management, securing management and then injuries through the year as well. You know, Louise Duggan's one of our most prominent players. You know, she's one of the best can we players in the in the country, you know, and she had injured herself during a Derry County game. And uh, I think the others knew you going into the team, we didn't have her and there were different upsets and things. So it was just to go in and, and good to go in and prove the doubters wrong, you know. I think there was quite a few people hoping to see a, an end to the, the run or the reign of Slapmeal being the senior county championships in Derry Camogie. And um, it was just good to get over the line and get the win. Um, I think the girls are all very proud. You know, we wouldn't really chat too much about the rumour mill or things like that. We just try and keep keep things confident within our own uh, within our own team. And we're just very proud, a very proud team to go out and win on, on Saturday. It was a great success. Just a couple of questions, Shannon, before I let you go. You talked about injuries there as well. I believe you picked up an injury yourself. How are you and uh, any fears going forward? I uh, desiccated my finger just in the first half, but thankfully we've got a very good physio on board and more Jane managed to pop it back in and play the rest of the game. But I work in A&E, so it was handy enough to get x-rayed. <laughs> I had a fracture um, in my hand, but it shouldn't be too bad. I'll not be out too long. I needed, I had needed surgery previous previously in a, in a similar injury this time I'll not need the surgery so I'll be I'll be 100% um, and as I say Louise Duggan should be back as well hopefully going forward for Ulster Championship which will be great so fingers crossed we'll, we won't have any more injuries in the team so well, certainly as well I look forward to seeing that before I let you go I'm not going to ask you about all Ireland campaigns now because hopefully we've reason to have that conversation again down the line but it's, I suppose because of everything we've gone through it's a weird calendar you've two Ulster campaigns to come up I'm, I know uh, one, one is to be dealt with first the game against Loch Giel, I believe will that t- take place in November or is there any idea when that game will take place? We have official date for the 28th of November playing the previous Ulster you know last year's Ulster so uh, I don't know what to make of it. You know, you're you're always happy to finish up a competition, but I suppose with other codes not fulfilling, you know, Ulster or all, all Ireland campaigns due to COVID, um, I suppose the girls are happy enough. But going forward, it, it means for us at least two back two back to back Ulsters now that we're dairy champions. Um, the Antrim Championship still yet to be played, I suppose. So if Lucky win that, then. 
there's an opportunity, there's a chance that the two teams could be playing two back-to-back All-Star finals, which seems a bit mad, but sure. The more can we get the better, I suppose, but... <laughs> That's exactly it. In one way or the other, you're going to be training around Boxing Day this year. That's <laughs> I like listening sports dance because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. Now, before we wrap up, as mentioned in our inter-county season finale a few weeks ago, we were going to go back to one outstanding game, and that was the Tesco All-Ireland Minor B Camogie final. Antrim victorious over Offaly by 3.15-3.8. And delighted to be joined by joint manager Rachel Neeson. And Rachel, you had to wait for this one, but a great result for Antrim. Looking back at it now, I know it's over a week ago. What's the thoughts to come to your mind? I shouldn't let them get three goals. <laughs> <laughs> Already planning yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah, that as well. It was brilliant to get the win, but also brilliant to get it, you know, just off the back of the senior win as well. Um, that really, you know, that lifted everybody. It lifted the whole county and it lifted the minor team too. Um, they felt part of the, the bigger picture, I think, whenever they won after the seniors. So, um, yeah, it's been a great couple of weeks. Yeah, the momentum from that wonderful success against Kilkenny and Crow Park definitely spilling on as well. We've talked numerous times since we started here uh, that Antrim are turning a corner, definitely in 2020, getting to the All-Ireland final. And now with these young players coming through, it bodes very, very strongly for Antrim's future. Definitely. I mean, going right down to under 14, we're, we're quite strong there. That You know, they're, they're doing really, really well, competing well um, at under 14, under 15, um, under 16. We hope to get a few of them girls through to the minors next year as well. So and then ideally, if we could get the junior team up and running an Antrim for the girls who are leaving minor, just for that stepping stone, you know, to, to get to senior, it would be good. But we're on the right track. Yeah, that, that, there was an attempt to do that this year, a junior team in Antrim, wasn't there? There was, yeah. Might have been just too much too soon. You know, we, we went from nothing to, to trying to do everything, maybe all in the one go. They have the girls who would have been on that panel and plus we have, you know, half a dozen, seven moving up to it. So it would be good for them. Well, BND, before we talk about your, your own game as well against Offaly, just touching on that as well, was it just a bad run of luck regards results for Antrim in recent years uh, up until last year or has serious work been, I know serious work has been put in, but has there been a concentrated effort uh, to work on the underage structures to get Antrim up this, not just the players that have won an Ireland minor title we're getting to um, admire now, but also the likes of Maeve Kelly and Roisin McCormick and others have come through into the senior setup. Yeah, definitely. They Those girls in particular are um, part of a, a really concerted effort that was taking place um, started at like under 13 development squads and um, a lady Siobhan Poulter would have been heavily involved in that. And also Una Kelly, um, Maeve's mummy as well, would have been involved. Antrim, you know, you've got schools there like Cross and Passion in Ballycastle and St. Louis and Ballymena and St. Killian's Cushendall. So they have a lot of um, school camogie that they would play at a very high level as well. So that's definitely, there's been a lot of work put in there in the last few years to bring those girls up through and you're seeing the, the fruits of that labour now, definitely. It's brilliant to see as well. The same with Down last year, Ulster Camogie definitely uh, moving upwards in the last couple of years. Let's talk about the game. Uh, I know you the, re- the draw match the first day, not to work on there as well, but it's definitely the first three quarters of this match, you'd be reasonably happy with the performance. Yeah, the drawing game was totally haphazard uh, and I take responsibility for that fully. So 
keep, people keep saying, well, we're lucky to get the draw. We didn't play well, but awfully had to draw with us to get the draw. So um, that was something to come away with. But I think we were we were actually happy that we, we knew we hadn't played well and we were confident that Offaly were, you know, that was them maxed out. Um, although they, you know, they played equally as well in the replay. But um, we went away, planned a lot, or planned exactly what we were going to do for that two weeks um, and went down into that match, into the replay with a full, everybody knew what was happening right down to the water break. What They knew what was happening every minute of the game. Offaly, I knew they were going to come back. They had no other option, only go for goals. But, they brought on fresh legs and looking back, that, that's my, my only thing that I should have made a few changes, you know, slightly earlier than I did. But um, at the same time, they got a goal, we got a point. It was negated, you know, a couple of times. So, um, yeah, the girls held on really well for the seven point lead, seven point win. It's always what you learn anyway as time goes on too. And even we get to the end there uh, in more detail, you talk about the three goals. But of course, we've talked an awful lot about Anya McGill on this show in recent times as well. She's been well involved with the intermediates. Loads of links there as well. But again, these are these are young players that even as a non-entrant man, I'm starting to know. And that's probably the best compliment I can give this team. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And the show, like all of them girls are playing senior club Camogie as well in, uh, in Division 1 and Antrim, a lot of them too. So, um yeah, it's, it's astounding and the, the future really is bright. I mean, like you have a lot of experience in that Antrim senior team with so much youth coming up through the ranks that it's definitely bodes well for the next few years. I think senior will be will be tough, but they need to be there. You know, they need to be there to develop as well. Of course, I mentioned Anya McGill as well. We have to give a mention to our sister Bree, who was player of the match too. And I know there was Bronach on the team as well and plenty of younger siblings to the intermediate side as well. A um, lot of players, Cassie MacArthur, another player that stands to mind too. A lot of players that really stepped up for this. Definitely. Um, Breed would have been, she was outstanding in the uh, in the first game as well against Offaly. Bronach came back from a broken wrist. She was sort of 50-50 whether she was going to to play or not and I think I think she got her first game back in the leash in the semi-final in that match um, and she showed really really well so yeah and Cassie is also a cousin of the McGills um, all playing for Dunloy so um, yeah there's a strong strong grip of them there definitely You mentioned there Rachel that yourself and of course we give Johnny Sayers a mention as well um, had a plan for every quarter of this match now uh, there was a, you had a bar, an advantage there after the first quarter break as well but if anything I suppose the second the second quarter was the winning and losing of this game what did you say to the team at that stage as well to get them going and put distance between the sides They all knew what they had to do from the very very beginning uh, they were clearly instructed um, and if Offaly done this you know we would do that so we were going out to play our own game and we had a reaction for everything that they would throw up at us at half time I think we'd been playing well you know we'd been doing we'd been doing well and it was just a case of right let's drop a gear here and really go for it there's no way we were coming up the road empty-handed that was just that was the mentality we were not we hadn't been beaten all year and we weren't going to be beaten that day either and you are indeed as well. Cal, just looking here at the match report, Cassie MacArthur and Orla Laverty getting those goals as well. Two eight to three points at halftime. You stretched that in the uh, third quarter and it looked one, but of course, history always says it's never over till the final whistle. And as you've already mentioned yeah. a couple of times, off we asked some serious questions in that last 15 minutes. They got three frees and a 45. Uh, so they, they chopped up four points, one after the other, um, which went unanswered by us. And that was just, you know, we just pulled the reins in a wee bit there. We said, look, remember everything we've talked about. We had to watch the fouling. 
felt the referee was very fair. We gave away silly frees. They got a lot of frees on the on the twenty one, but and I knew they were going to go for goal. And I remember saying to Johnny, "That's only four scores. We're only up four scores." Which they came back and and tried to rattle the net. But um, fair play to the girls. They worked hard, turned it over, got a point. We repeated that a couple of times then, and then they just found that final gear. Orla's goal. We moved Orla from midfield um, into half forward. I think she's maybe more comfortable playing there, but just because of her, you know, she's a tall girl, um, and we had her in midfield before, and she was working well. But we found that with Offaly, we had to, we just had to work things a wee bit differently. We had to make sure our defence stood firm because they were pushing up on us all the time. So we kept them back all the time, and Orla up there, Cassie and Nola Devlin as well. It's just three super threats to have in the forward line you know you made a very good point there as well I always say myself the point after a goal is probably more important than the goal just scored not to yeah. panic as well and if, if anything you could say about a team so young is that you just said it there they hit back with scores you know yeah. I mean granted we're getting rattles but they hit back and it was those extra four points that got the job done yeah I mean I think because you know we knew exactly what we we're going to do um they didn't really let those goals get them down they just thought right okay well we're we're going to go and do this now you know i think they got the goals because we had tired they brought on fresh legs and that was sort of affecting our defense a wee bit so that's the one that's my one thing after tuesday i suppose i started thinking about that um that's the one thing i might have changed but it doesn't matter so it's still it's still a fantastic win. Like seven points is still an amazing win. Um and fair play to Offaly as well for you know for digging deep and, and trying to get back into it. You know, can't take that away from them. No, and two counties played part in a great uh, double of matches as well. And Offaly Camogie put in good work in as well. A couple of questions, Rachel, before I let you go. We've kind of touched on an awful lot of the work being done with underage and Antrim at the moment. For this team in particular now, where do they go here? We've talked about junior and that's obviously the aim there as well. But no doubt is keeping them all involved in the game and continuing that progress. Yeah, well, most of that team, I've been with them now since under 15. This is my third, possibly, so we're going into fourth year with them. Most of that team will be minor next year as well, but we need to bring in a good few of this year's under 16s. So, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if we will compete at A. We need to take a look at that um, for next year. Whenever you're transitioning and you're bringing in so many new players, I don't know if that's a good idea. I think the thing is to always... Um, to look forward and you know to the bigger picture and sort of keep these girls confidence up keep them winning and you know have them on a good foot and then for moving into the junior team and uh then possibly onto the senior team in a couple of years winning is a habit as well rachel will you be with the minors again next year too or will you have a look at that junior door if it opens definitely not the junior door definitely not um i'd be happy to stick with that minor team say i've been with them for quite a while uh, if they'd be happy to stick with me with them for quite a while and they're a they're a very close unit they know each other inside out that that core group who are basically under 17 this year so you've got two of the McGill's Cassie there's loads of them and there's girls on the bench this year that maybe gave way to those those older minors who are phenomenal players as well and who'll be there for next year so um, yeah hopefully we'll, we'll give it another lash next year maybe look at A I, I don't know we just have to sit down and have, take a look at that yeah 